What? It's game time. Get your face on. Let's go. Play together today. Get ready. Give it all you got. We do this once a week. All the preparation. Don't let it be for nothing. It's podcast number 85. Ugh. Break it down on three. 85 on three. One, two, three. 85. 85. Damn, we were bad there. Yeah, that was heavy. <laughs> 85. Know. I got to start, man. Wesley Walker came to my mind right away. All right. The all old right. Jets wide receiver. Sure. Vontae, uh, you know, Davis, the tight end, Vernon Davis. Of course. He's an 85. Tyler Eifert. Tyler Eifert. Eric Ebron. Ooh. I got no 85. Jack Youngblood. Oh, that's a good one. A defensive end wearing 85. And there's an 85 that I think you should know simply because Steven it's Baker, 85. Steven Baker, the touchdown maker? No. Oh, he was 85 for my dad. How about uh, Ocho Cinco? Oh! <laughs> I, mean, I mean, his name is 85. Uh, what's going on, Sims? Thank you so much for breaking it down. How are you? Sims, what do you think? We're on headsets right now. Dude. Today's a very special podcast. Man. Josh, tell us why it's special. We've got headsets now. Hey. I'm going to take pictures of you guys wearing the headsets. I feel really big time. I like. I mean, this is like, uh, I feel like I'm on, where's our BR Blazers so I can be like CBS? So. I feel like I'm standing in the <laughs> Daytona 500. <laughs> the day that we have to wear Bleacher Report blazers uh, is the day it's, the worst. it's, it's yeah. over. I honestly think sometimes when I have to do the NFL games on Sunday morning, I honestly think, like, maybe I should, like, purposely leave it in the hotel or get my jacket stuck on the doorknob and just make a big rip and be like, sorry, guys, it's uh, ripped. It doesn't look good today. Sorry. And not wear it because they love this blazer. Holy cow. Why? why? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Man, that's the thing about TV is they care about things like matching blazers. Oh, I know. I'm chewing my gum still. Did you know that? These mics didn't pick it up? I don't really care. If you want to chew gum, you're on the podcast. I'm from New Jersey. Let's back games. My brother is definitely not listening anymore because my brother hates all chewing noises. Oh, great. I tell your brother I hate people who sneeze profusely at a dinner the whole time. Oh, yeah, that that did happen. Yeah, (laughs) eat that. Yeah, no, my brother has that disease where, like, he hears people chewing and swallowing. Like, it's really loud to him. Right. So me and him cannot eat together because I'm a mouth kind of open guy. Right. So I think I'm it, like your brother a little. Yeah, you are. You yeah. get annoyed by those idiosyncrasies. Right. Yeah, but he takes it to another level. Does he? Yeah. Uh, let's go over really quick. I, I enjoyed doing this before. I just want to kind of go over, ow. Last week. Oh, man. I just banged my leg. Um, speaking of bang your legs, here are some injuries uh, that are going on right now. I think it's just if you care about the NFL and all the teams and if you're betting or whatever, I think this matters. Uh, first, two sad injuries. Uh, Dolphin safety Rashad Jones out the rest of the year with a torn rotator cuff. Um, and Jordan Reed is seeing an independent doctor on Friday for his concussions. And apparently he's frustrated with his concussion problem. Jordan, man, I'm more worried about your brain for the rest of your life. Yeah. That dude has so many concussions, it's crazy. Sometimes it can be like a neck issue too, though, like that is actually affecting the concussions to happen a little bit more, like you actually have like a muscle or something that's not working correctly. Can you fix the neck? Uh, Uh, I think you can, yes, if I – believe right but yeah Dr. that's Sims. scary i mean this is what his fifth one it's insane yeah i mean this is how many brian stork had and i don't think he's picked up by any team no. right now Usually how many did welker have oh i think they're they reported 10 or 11 <sighs> i think okay. they're trying so he, to say yeah i mean what about the austin collie Yo, you know, right. I was Shane Battier was in the office yesterday and we were talking about linebackers. And I said, man, you got to have that thick neck. And they were like, no, you don't. I said, OK, name me one thin necked linebacker that survived in the NFL. Zach Thomas, 
thick neck. Like all those like Junior Seau, thick neck. They're yeah. Neanderthals. They are part cavemen linebackers. Yes. I mean, if you saw them, you'd be like, whoa. Takeo Spikes, the right. thickest of the thickest. God put them on earth. Ray dude. Lewis, Bart, right. very thick neck. Bart right. Scott, thick neck. Right. Anatomically, certain positions have certain things. If you're a defensive lineman, what do you got, Sims? You better have a nice big booty and some big legs. Big booty if you're playing defensive backs. Right. Hey, you know what helps you if you're playing cornerback? Long arms. Yes, broad shoulders. Yep. Right. Uh, so let's uh, running backs, four injuries to pay attention to. LaShawn McCoy left practice early today with a hamstring injury. That's something to take a look at. I uh, did say it was just tightness, so that yes. could be a good thing. Uh, Doug Martin suffered a setback with his hamstring. He still might not be back. Uh, Carlos Hyde will likely not play this week with a shoulder injury. Right. And Eddie Lacy apparently could miss several weeks, and it's supposed to be more than just a sprained ankle. That's why they went out and got Niall Davis. Uh, quarterbacks, Joe Flacco not practicing with a right shoulder injury. Quote, he has a legitimate shot of playing Sunday against the Jets. So we're going to be talking about Geno, but the Ravens might be without Joe Flacco. So that's something to pay attention to because that minus one Jets line, if Flacco is playing. It's kind of weird, like, too, if you think about the Ravens, they have to come back to the same stadium. They just lost a heartbreaking exactly. one in last week. Uh, and Ben Roethlisberger will miss two to six weeks after ungo- undergoing surgery to repair the meniscus. And I have one, I, I one, uh, two more happy ones. Sheldon Rankins activated from the team from injury reserve, uh, so that would be really big for the Saints. And Justin Houston is back practicing from the Chiefs' a- ACL surgery in March. The one that's absurd is Des Bryant, who was already hurt, cut his fingers while cutting carrots while he was making a homemade soup. Yeah. So he, as he was out there on the practice field today, he had bandages over his fingers and he was cutting carrots and soup. My guess is it was matzo ball. My guess is you make too much money to be cooking your own damn soup. That's you what Jason Garrett some- said. We either need to get a private chef or we need to do something. Right. What are you doing making soup? Right. I mean, uh, there's no way. The I, don't whole, even- I, I wasn't even planning on having this discussion. That's the funniest thing that we do with professional athletes is it's like, oh, DUI. You're an NFL player, man. Why are you even driving your own car? <laughs> you got to get driven around. You know what I mean? It's like, why are you cutting your own vegetables? Right. You you guys get rich and famous and people go, I literally want you doing nothing. I want Playing football there. and watching film, and then and then if you go broke, we go. What were you doing? Spending money on a driver and a personal <laughs> chef? You're you know, right. So I don't know what <laughs> athletes right. are supposed to do. Yeah, it's a no win. We talk about it a lot. You can't win sometimes. Yeah, personal chef for like thirty to forty grand a year, yeah, right. or I could just cut my gosh darn carrots, right? And then I just got to not cut myself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's the same thing with the broadcasting business. You start off broadcasting, you're shooting your own stuff, you're writing your own stuff, you're editing, you're producing, you're doing all that, and then you get to like the, like the Joe Buck, and they're like, don't do anything, just talk. And it's like, <laughs> but that's, that's how I got here. All right. Yeah, no, don't touch it. Yeah. Uh, let's start off. I want to talk about the two quarterbacks. You want to tell people who we're talking to in a few minutes? Uh, it's going to be Terrence Newman, cornerback of the Minnesota Vikings. We were offered kind of a, a mosh of Minnesota Vikings. I picked Terrence Newman because... I like older players. Sure. I think they say more stuff, and they're playing the Eagles. Uh, and, and he intercepted me before, so that's always Kansas better. State. Kansas State. Man, I threw a ball. And he I was, was like, a top five pick. Uh, he was He was uh, certainly one of the best college players I played against. He's one of those guys that proves if you're a fast cornerback, your career in the NFL can last this Ooh, long. He because, was really fast. Yeah. I think he won the Big 12 60 60 meter indoors uh in he was a four three guy yeah he was a guy that ran four three and everybody was like man he only ran four three really yeah he was truly one of four three seven yeah he was one guy that i know when i was at texas at the time we all thought he was like a four two 
type speed guy. Well, he's got Trey Waynes on his team, 4-3-1. I wonder. Him and Sproles playing them in college. That was fun. They were on the same team. Yeah. They were part of that team that beat Oklahoma yes. the game before we were going to get to the bowl games. Right. And, and Darren still, Sproles was insane. Yeah. And then Oklahoma still got to go play in the national championship game, even though they lost like 43-7. to That was crazy. Right. Uh, but yeah, so we'll get to him in about 15 minutes. Um, but the two quarterbacks, uh, the Jets, they are moving on from Ryan Fitzpatrick, announcing today. Um, and Todd Bowles, uh, there's a few quotes that I want to say. Fitzpatrick, when asked about the switch, said, quote, it would be unfair to Geno to give him just one game. He said Jets need to sink or swim with Geno, which I thought is a very respectable way of Fitz. He says, I don't agree with it. But for the team, I'll go along with it. And that, I think, goes to why Brandon Marshall loves him so much. Brandon Marshall's quote was, and this, I, I mean, if I feel like Brandon Marshall's smart enough to know what he was saying. Quote, Gino has punched adversity in the face the last year. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, come on. Did uh, he actually say that? He actually said that. That's awesome. But it still is not my favorite quote. When asked at the press conference if his players respect Gino, head coach Todd Bowles said, quote, they don't hate him. Wow. What? Well, listen. They don't hate him. Man, Geno Smith is – I have my backup quarterback theory. that The backup quarterback is always the most loved guy. Geno is the only guy that doesn't fit that theory. He, he certainly does. You don't have to love the starting quarterback, though. There's, there's plenty of good quarterbacks that I think aren't loved by their team, but they're respected. So that's mm. a little different. Punched adversity in the face. Man, that was Brandon a great, great answer by Fitzpatrick, too. And Unbelievable. He, and he does deserve to be benched. I mean, let's be – you know, he said, we definitely life. need to change, and I guess the change was me. Right. they got to figure out what they're going to do with Geno. Uh, because not to say Geno's the answer, I'm certainly not sold on that, but at least to whether they even want to keep him as the stopgap stop guy yes. next year. That yes. would be the big decision you have to make. Yeah, plus because this is the reason you have a backup quarterback, because there's going to be a time that you put him in. He had a, he had a pretty good game against the Packers last year, I think right. it was. Uh, he did Was it the Raiders? The or, Raiders game. Yeah, that the Raiders the game, game right. was the game where he, he looked pretty well. good. Um, but, yeah, you give him a full week. Did he look good against Arizona at the end? No. He did okay. He did okay. It was fourth and down. He got pressure. That's what he I'm saying, but I throw. will never evaluate the backup by how they do on spot duty. But when he gets a full week, yes. now granted it's the New England Patriots, and I did a video with you today talking about how the current defensive makeup of the Patriots proves how Belichick is a mastermind. Right. Um, you're seeing some crazy stuff from Belichick. What is? I mean, well, what was your Geno and the Patriots? What was their? I forgot. Okay. I was going to talk about Landry Jones. Okay. It's the Steelers. I got all confused. <laughs> all right. Yeah, that was stupid. The the Jets are playing Baltimore. Still not an easy defense <laughs> no, to, to get prepared. Damn it. Uh, points still valid. Yes. Uh, but if you want to talk about New England, I think it's actually a great team for Geno to play against. It Baltimore. is. There's their slow slow secondary. Uh, they Suggs don't have just great pass bicep. rushers, right? They don't. They're not. They're not great pass rushers that way. And yeah, there's going to be some easy completions they had. They don't have to worry about running the ball because they're not going to run the ball in Baltimore. And I, I don't think they could run the ball in an eighth grade Pee Wee team. What's so. funny is I'm hearing a lot of Jets fans want to see. They're more excited to see Bryce Petty at the end of the year. The storyline has almost become let's let Geno fail, and then when Bryce comes in for the last four weeks, I think preseason got them a little hyped on Petty. Yes, I would agree. Petty, though, has physical ability, so I get it. He made some nice plays in the preseason. I don't think they were, you know, how should I say, realistic regular season plays. Yes. I think I've told you this before. He made some, like, touchdown throws where it was like, that's the wrong read, mm. and it's the third string safety. Yes. And you got it in there for a touchdown. Great job. Right. But, like, Eric Weddle's going to pick that off. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. 
Uh, the other quarterback change with Ben Roethlisberger being out two to six weeks, which was more than people expected. It was going to be maybe one. Uh, Landry Jones is now Can in. they stop, first of all, to stop showing the wrong part of where he hurt his knee? Yeah, they're showing the interception They're part. showing the trip on the back of the leg that he keeps running and mm-hmm. then throws it, and it happens after that. But, like... I don't know how many times ESPN is going to say, this is when it happened right here, and they don't actually show you when it happened. When did uh, it happen? It happened after he throws the interception. Now he's kind of waiting. He might have to make a tackle. One of the guys on the Dolphins starts to block him and kind of hits him from behind. And as his legs are on the ground, his leg's kind of like in an awkward position, and the guy falls on his leg, and his leg kind of gets turned in like a weird so direction. Ben Roethlisberger hurts his leg trying to defend an interception. Yeah. Andy Dalton last year, what did he break his arm? Thumb. His thumb, thumb right? uh, trying to tackle an interception. What are you taught to do when you throw Pro- a pick? Protect your throwing shoulder is like the first thing Gruden would have said but to I'm me. But I'm saying, do, do you look around? Do oh, you... head on a swivel. What? Because everyone's coming for what? you. What? Uh, didn't Matt Ryan take a dive earlier in the season on a – No, Good. that was – he. it was like a toss play, and he was thinking oh, it was, it was a setting a block. Coming, yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah, I mean, Peyton Manning, I could show you some clips of him taking a dive going down to catch an interception. Guys, he's like, oh, forget that. <laughs> yeah, but I was going to say, like, I, I saw it's Matt scary. Stafford. I saw Matt Stafford earlier run to the pylon this season and try and tackle a guy. I've seen Marcus Mariota do that. So, because you want to prevent the score, though. Yes, you want to prevent the score, but also you got to realize, too, if you're a starting quarterback, you're more important to the team being on the field. None of the teammates, if they see you avoiding contact, are going to give you any crap? (sighs) They probably will if you're a low-level starter. If you're Ben Roethlisberger, they might be like, Protect yourself. Don't worry about it. One touchdown is not worth it. Ben will come back down and make up that touchdown next series. Gotcha. Uh, but, man, that's a scary thing because they are coming. Have forward. you ever seen – have you ever thrown a pick and then had a guy and be like, oh, my gosh, he's coming right at me? Yeah, definitely. I mean, your, your ass is panicking right away. Uh, you're literally like throw the pick and you're like, where are they coming from? Because they all are – a lot of them are taught go get the quarterback, especially exactly. defense alignment right away. I think what's so funny about that is you – most people would be like, man, I bet you he's kicking himself for that interception. But really you're just going, I need to save myself. Where do I go? <laughs> oh, man. I made – I don't know. I feel like I made maybe one tackle in the NFL. It was after a Cadillac Williams fumble. And, uh, man, it was a defensive end for the Panthers back in 2005, opposite of Julius Peppers. It was Wallace or – Wallace Gilberry? No, was, I, I, I can't think of the name. But he was a big guy. I mean, he was, you know, 6'6", 270. What's that like for a quarterback to have to make a tackle? Like, uh, how many times in your life have you tackled someone in a Martin sport? Wallace? Uh, no, it wouldn't have been him. Devontae Wallace? No. Eric Wallace? You're just looking up Wallace's? Al Wallace. I think it was – is it Al Wallace? Yeah, whatever. All right, either way. <laughs> I'm just looking up I hadn't tackled anybody since, you know, maybe college. I did once or twice. And high school, really, uh, since the last time I actually tackled somebody. Did you ever play a position other than quarterback? I did. I got to play, like, a little uh, – growing up, I definitely did. I mean – Wide receiver? Fullback. Uh, I never thought, thought you were tough enough to play that position. Yeah, you didn't I'm, go both ways in high school, though, right? No, I did not. In my senior year, I got to play, like, safety and passing situations. Okay. Which was a lot of fun. All right, so let me get back to Landry Jones. Oh, Landry right. Jones played two games last year in relief of Ben Roethlisberger. One was the win over Arizona. Right. 8 of 12, 168, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Remember, 
He had an 88-yard pass to Martavis Bryant at the end of the fourth quarter, which is when we all looked at each other and went, Martavis Bryant is the next coming of the greatest. Uh, So he really threw for 80 yards on 9 of 11. Other than that play, uh, Le'Veon Bell had 24 carries for 88 yards. In the loss to Kansas City the next week, he went 16 of 29 for 209, one touchdown, two interceptions, and a loss fumble, and Le'Veon went 17 for 121. So not a ton of carries for Le'Veon. Beyond Bell, uh, but Landry Jones, New England and beyond, can he keep this afloat for the Steelers that you already had questions about? I'm definitely not sold on Landry Jones. Because I remember after that Arizona game last year, you were like, Landry Jones might be able to do this. And then the Kansas City game, you went, I was wrong. Yep. He can't do this. Yes. Because he has some of the physical tools to where you go. Yeah, he throws the ball effortlessly. He really can he can spin it. It's, he's a big kid. Yes. Um but yeah, I don't know if he could really play the position. I do think he maybe lacks some of the moxie of it as well, the toughness of it that you need, the we leadership. Know what team he's on. Uh so really quick, when you look at their schedule, so Patriots, you got to think that's a loss. A loss. What? They're if they keep it within 20, I'll be shocked. Well, that's the thing is, okay, so we said this last week with Steelers and the Dolphins. It's seven and a half. That's low. It's seven and a half again. Oh, excuse me. It's now seven. So I guess money is going to Pittsburgh. Right? I just reloaded it. New England by seven. I know it's at Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh's a lot better at home, but doesn't that seem crazy? I do think it seems crazy. I think New England, we've said this last week, or on Monday, and I know that your friends were like, yes, talk about the Patriots. We think the Patriots are so far and away better from coaching, offensive, and defensive, and other than Goskowski, better than every team in the NFL, and you're taking on a team that lost the quarterback that extends the play. Yes. And they're not. I just it and doesn't it, make and sense. And it was an offense that wasn't. You know, it's been kind of it really. You look at it; it's a little up and down Pittsburgh at times. Anyway, to rely on the big play. So yeah. Patriots loss, then a bye. Right. So Big Ben could come back, and then after that, it's at the Ravens, home against the Cowboys. Yeah, that's going to be a tough little stretch there. I mean, and and the big thing is to me is is the defense itself. I mean. If the defense has to play the Dallas Cowboys without Ryan Shazier and Cam Hayward, they're in trouble. Do you always feel like the Steelers – I feel like people always think their defense is going to be good because of their franchise. I'm so glad you just said – I actually, when I had to pick my games and give the explanation, I go, everyone's talking about Big Ben, but everyone just thinks like, oh, it's the Steelers, and they wear black and yellow, and their defense is good, right? And be like, no, they suck, actually. Their defense sucks. It's actually like – fourth to last in football it really sucks their like, co- their secondary they did nothing to improve it no uh they got some young guys their two not biggest pass rushers i mean i was reading articles all off season that they were wanting it to be jarvis jones and bud dupree and they were trying to move on from arthur Motes and james harrison right well bud dupree and jarvis jones aren't playing well, so yeah. they've had to go back to their old pass rushers in addition to the fact that hayward and Tewitt are getting hurt and so is shazier yeah Shazier's another guy in the Jordan Reed mold where you go, really great player, but he's never available. Never available. That's the problem when you have undersized linebackers playing middle linebacker in a 3-4 type of scheme. It's just linebackers, he is not your normal linebacker. He's freaky because he's ultra fast and he flies around and he can throw his body around, but he's 232 pounds. Yeah. And meanwhile, the middle linebackers he'll see this week, like Dante Hightower, if he walked in the room, you'd be like, holy, holy shit, is that the Predator from Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? Yeah. I mean, he's like 6'6". That's the only question I have is another guy that's been missing time 
that's a little bit surprising to me, Jamie Collins. Yes. Jamie Collins is also a phenomenal player that never seems to be What's playing. What's hurt with him, too, right now? I, everything? I don't know. Uh, I'll look it up. But that's the one thing that scares me about this Patriots team is if Le'Veon Bell has a Le'Veon Bell game. But we were saying this Sunday – he kind of looks slow, doesn't he? Yeah, his straight-ahead speed is not totally back yet. That's definitely something Him that's... and Antonio Brown are both super quick, right. but they're not fast. No. And it's a hip injury for Jamie Collins. Okay. And, you know, you've got to remember with New England, too, Bill's the type of guy that just – he's not like, i got to have you back for week seven. Like, Bill's very – He's in it for the long game. He is. He's in it for the – he knows – he's got the big picture in mind. All right, we're, so, t- we're talking about the Patriots. I want to talk about a guy that played the Patriots, uh, Vontez Burfick getting fined $75,000 for stomping on LeGarrette Blunt. Right. Uh, first off, Marvin Lewis saying, quote, we were not in the wrong here, in my opinion, and it's unfortunate. That's what I have – told and stood on and will continue to. He is defending Vontez Perfect. You have seen the clip. If you haven't, it's on YouTube. I watched the film yesterday. And your take? My take is the dive at the Martellus Bennett knees is not what it looks like when you show a replay. you got to watch the game as a whole. It's a game where New England kind of got they're got control of the game at this point. I think it's 35-7, or it's it's 28-17 and at that point. And they've going to the tight ends a lot. And they're starting to get in the game where we're just going to be efficient and yeah. dink and dunk. And Brady looks like Martellus Bennett. He runs a little stick route, which is basically like five yards and out. And he looks at him and he like half pumps because mm. he wants to kind of throw it. So perfect reacts. Perfect reacts. And I think perfect just took it for granted when he saw kind of Brady do that, like, oh, it's coming and, and I'm going to hit him. And added context, the interactions between perfect and Bennett throughout the game. Thank you for reminding me of that. Yes, anytime Martellus Bennett caught the ball – there was about five times where Burfecht either tackled him or was right next to him as Bennett got tackled, and he helped him up every time. You would have thought they were best buddies mm. as you watch the game. Uh, then that play happens, and you could tell Bennett gets up, and he's looking at Burfecht like, like, what the hell? Yeah, like, and Burfecht reportedly apologized to him after the game too. Okay. But what about this stomping penalty? Yes. Yeah, so the stomping penalty – he was totally wrong. First of all, they scored on the play before, and there was a penalty call. There were maybe two plays before, and there was a penalty called. And New England kind of rubbed it in Cincinnati's. There was some trash talking going on. Gotcha. New England kind of rubbed it in their face. LeGarrette scored, and the whole offense, they just went over them, and they started jumping around and yelling. You could kind of tell it was like a semi-taunt of yeah. there was a penalty. They had a comeback. QB sneak. Uh, Brady doesn't get the touchdown, but there's a little extracurricular activity again. Then LeGarrette up the middle, fourth and goal on the one. He just gets in. Perfect gets up, and I disagree with Marvin Lewis. He was in the wrong. He literally, I wish I could show everybody out there, but he's at LeGarrette Blunt's feet. He stands up, and he basically does like a high knee with his right knee. He's in the middle of people and just goes, just steps down. Steps right on. back on his back of his calf. And as soon as he does it, you see LeGarrette Blunt like turn around. It's because he's laying on his stomach in the end zone. And he gets up and he pushes Blunt. Uh, and then Burfick tried to sell it like he got pushed. Right. Yeah. $75,000. Uh, it's Man, heavy. But hurt. that's what happens when you've been penalized that much in your career. Yeah. Uh, we talk a lot about Odell Beckham Jr., um, that fine did not hurt Vontez Perfect or the Bengals in the game that's coming out of his wallet. And we complain a lot about Odell possibly hurting the team or whatever. Um, do you ha- What would you do if you were a teammate with Vontez? Are you cool with a guy like that? I'm cool with the stepping on the leg. 
You are. I don't care about that. Like, you're a linebacker. If, if they're you're gonna, willing to pay that. If they're going to talk crap to you and play that game, and I like my defense to have a few gangsters on there. Yep. I, I, but I'm not cool with diving at people's knees, even though that was a weird incident. Mm. Uh, I do believe in, like, taking care of other players. Stomping on somebody's back of his leg is going to hurt him for a few seconds, but it wasn't going to ruin LeGarrette Blunt's season. Mm. Trying to knock somebody, Antonio Brown's head off as he goes over the middle or take somebody's knees out. Or even the way I think he tackled Le'Veon Bell last year I thought was a little... Twisting like an alligator, like yeah. grabbing him up top, like hog-tying him and basically like just throwing all his weight onto I'm him just as think, he's going we, out of bounds. The amount of times that we've watched games together on Sunday and someone has pulled, like they tackle the legs... And you've been like, that's the number one way to get hurt right there. Yes. It's, uh, or get tackled up top, and that guy yes. thinks their whole life they've been able to, like, I can break through this tackle. And, no, this is a different guy you have pulling you to the ground. Um, okay, so staying with the Patriots, uh, famously Bill Belichick went on a five-minute rant against tablets and technology this week. Um, <laughs> Did you read the transcript? I, I have not read I'll the I'll just told. read you a little bit of the clips right now. I read talked the, for six minutes. I heard. I read the, I've read. i seen the major So points. here's the deal. So the first, like, minute and the last minute are about tablets, and the rest of it is just about communications issue. But he says, as you probably noticed, I'm done with the tablets. I've given them as much time as I can give them. They're just too undependable for me. If I'm Apple, I'm running with this. I'm going, oh, Microsoft service, you paid so much money. And I would just have built up. million, is that right? They're too undependable. Apple, we're dependable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like no one complains about our products. Right. Um, so he went on there. But I, I, I think I've always talked about this. You always make fun of me printing out my stuff. Right. I, the fact that they can't watch video on the tablets, which is what they tried to tr- introduce. Remember in the preseason, we talked about how would that change anything? Why do you need a tablet? Why risk it? I agree with Belichick. I, and Tannehill came out today as well and said that his glitches and the NFL and Microsoft, apparently, you know, because there's four hundred million dollars, whatever it is. Right. We uh, many people are happy. No. See, that's no one. No one is happy about technology. No one goes. My computer worked the way it was supposed to today. You only complain about technology. How many times have you been in a stadium with 80,000 people where you can't get your phone to work? Why is it on Wi-Fi or whatever it is? How is it not hardwired in? Agreed. Um, But he also went and said, look, there's communications issues all the time, whether it's home, whether it's away, whether it's nice, whether it's bad. I can't communicate. Yeah. And then I started to think about, man, like Kyle Shanahan was always on the sideline. Now he's on the booth. Like, what if that communication gets messed up? I just don't understand in a league where there's so much money, millions upon millions, tens of millions of dollars for every game, how you can have any kind of technology that isn't being tested for days in advance. If there's a game at Gillette Stadium on Sunday, then on Thursday you should set it up. Friday you should check it. Saturday you should check it. And Bill is in here saying that... uh, um, where is it? They get it like two hours beforehand, and their IT guys are running around trying to fit. It just seems crazy to right. me. It is crazy. And why isn't it – like, let's go back to the old days, like you said, where it's hardwired, where you saw, like, the guy behind the head coach with, like, the roll of yes. wire. Like, what's the big deal? Let's just call, cancel it. There's enough people on that sideline that aren't doing crap. They yes. can hold a wire and help help out those issues. But, yeah, I, I'm with you. And – 
I don't know. I really wouldn't want to see video on the sidelines anyways. Like, I've studied all week. I know what they look like when they play cover two or cover And that gets back to what I've always said. If you are relying on, like, the internet, like, it's kind of like when a teacher gives you an open book test and you go, oh, well, I got the book there. Well, if you've never read the book, good luck finding anything when <laughs> right. you're under crunch time on right, a test because right. you got 45 minutes. Right, that's panic mode. Yeah, exactly. Right. You, like, that's why Bill's kind of like, look, man, I do my prep. I yeah. got it done. Yeah. It's good. Right. Uh, I don't need to be stealing anything. Speaking of stealing things, let's go to a man that you have said has stolen from you many passes. What a jerk. Terrence Newman, the cornerback for the Minnesota Vikings. What's going on, dude? How's your day going? Man, not too bad. Just finished meetings and practice and uh, enjoying life a little bit. I, oh, I, like I bet you are. I mean, it's better doing that than what I'm doing. Jeez. I mean, you're playing corner in the NFL. What's up, man? You doing all right? Yeah, I'm not too bad. I mean, you don't have to run with these young boys and get hit. <laughs> I mean, no. I don't know. I don't know if your ba- your job sounds all that bad right now. No, it is. You're right. It's a, it's a fun job, but I I think uh your paycheck's probably still better and, you know, it's stay young as long as you can, man. I'm going to have to say no comment on that. One. <laughs> <laughs> uh we were talking about just um the the longevity of corners that come into the league and they're straight burners. And we were saying, I, I think we were both surprised to realize you're a four three seven guy because Sims was saying in college, man, that everyone thought you were a four two guy. I think I was a four two. I think there was something wrong with the timing system, man, when I went to the combine. But I'm not complaining. I mean, I, I can still run a little bit, so that's that's what helps me, you know, with having a job and being able to go out and cover, you know, a man coverage. So. He uh, it a little easier when you can still run. Oh, for sure. Right. I mean, I mean, he could fly. He's one of those guys that in in his younger days, yes, he was a he played like he ran four two. Uh, even though his time might no have said fear. four three. No fear. I mean, vertical. He knew I threw a like a, a a corner route in the red zone at K State, and I thought. I threw that thing 14 feet high. There's no way he's going to go get that. <laughs> and he got down in a crouching position and jumped up and snagged it. Like Mario. And I was like, gosh, damn him. <laughs> uh, so I, that was hey, Chris, that was actually one of my, my favorite picks. Oh, thanks. Uh, just because I didn't even think I could get it myself, to be honest with you. I yeah, mean, right. You got up on that, right? I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. I'm going to yeah. YouTube this so right now. That was, that was one of my uh, most memorable picks in college. Um, let me ask you this. What about um, – like Mike Zimmer. Why don't you tell us about him? Just because uh, what is it with him? Uh, I know you were with him earlier in your career, but what is it about his magic with DBs, the teaching of the proper techniques? Like, I think I remember the story of like when you left Dallas, you went back up to Cincinnati and he like kind of made a comment to you or something where he's like, what, what happened to your technique? Like what happened? So just kind of tell us about his, you know, genius that way. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a full technician. Um, I mean, from, from the D-line all the way back. And if you play with good technique, it, as you know, as a quarterback, if your mechanics are off, obviously something's going to be affected with a lot of your throws. You know, there are a couple guys that are just gifted that don't have, uh, you know, the, the proper techniques that are uh, able to, to throw the football right. you know, downfield and make all the throws. But uh, technically, you know, he's just – he believes in technique. He's an old-school coach and um, – you know, every place that he's been at, I mean, that's what he teaches and it's work. So why change it now? Yeah. Uh, and, and the other thing, like, what's your, like, when you talk about a guy like Xavier Rhodes, like, what, what was your impressions of him when you first got to Minnesota? 
and kind of what he's become now. I mean, now he's being talked about as surely as, you know, one of the five best corners in football. Yeah, I, I told him that um, earlier this year in training camp. We had a conversation, and, you know, I'm I'm the biggest advocate of him and, and trying to, you know, help him earn respect in that aspect. But um, for a guy his size, um, he can run. I mean, he, he can flat-out fly. But uh, to be a corner his size, you know, he's two. 220 almost uh he has a very very great lateral movement right and you don't normally see that a lot with guys that 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 are that big you know right um i was actually surprised when i saw him when we turned on the tape after the first practice and and i saw the way he moved i was impressed you know you just don't see that very often yeah i'm i'm curious i think your team is one of the most respected slash disrespected teams in the nfl right now where everyone's like oh they're one of the best teams but at the same time when we start talking about super bowl i don't feel like you guys get mentioned a lot and i'm curious i know in the nfl locker room you keep out all the outside noise you focus on you guys but what is your perspective of the perception of your team in the league i mean i actually like the fact that we don't have any super bowl talk um it allows us to stay focused and nobody gets complacent. Um, and, and, you know, to start the season off five and zero, mm. of course we know we're going to get everybody's best shot no matter, you know, what the situation is. The team can be um, one in whatever or, you know, have lost a game. We're going to get everybody's best shot. Uh, everybody wants to try to take us down. So, you know, the fact that we we ended the season on a, a unpositive note last year, uh, everybody remembers that, and that's that's one thing we're trying to get over that hurdle. Yep. Um, you know, so we're trying to stack as many games together as possible right now. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, um, but I was going to say too. I mean, you've been on some pretty awesome teams in your career, whether it was like the 2007 Cowboys team that kind of got upset by the Giants in the divisional playoff game. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of your Bengals team. You you think this is one of the most talented teams you've been on to this point in your career? Yeah, I mean, I, I've played on a lot of talented teams. Um, sometimes we won, sometimes we didn't. But uh, we've only played five games. We've won five games. And, um, you know, f- for for me to be able to accurately assess that, it would take, you know, at least uh, five, if not seven more games before you can actually really see what happens. Right. Um, we, the, the the thing that I'm, I'm most uh, proud about on this team is the fact that we lost um, – two huge parts on our offense and you know we've able to, we, were, we were able to still come out in the position that we're in right now so for me it just lets me know that you know no matter what happens you know we can be resilient and, and still win football games everybody just believes that we can do just that I think to that whole thing about respect, man, Sam Bradford is like the epitome of that stuff too just coming in there getting his job done playing I he will never say it but I can imagine that playing against Philadelphia, he's going to have that extra chip on his shoulder. Uh, how bad do you just want to see that guy have a big game and take on the team that just gave him up? I mean, as far as big game, that would be awesome. But uh, I think his, his his focal point is going to be on winning the game and not doing anything you know, to, to hurt it. Uh, obviously, taking care of the football, um, you know, extending drives, keeping drives alive and if if something goes wrong, we need to kick and and you know just give them the ball and let our defense try to get it back. So I I know it's got to be pretty important for him. Um, I think in in Philadelphia he caught a lot of slack from what I've heard. So this is a game that I'm pretty sure he's going to be amped up for, and you know those guys on offense are going to be super amped as well. All right, I need an honest thing right now. I have I'm an Eagles fan. 
born and bred my whole life. You've you've ended a lot of seasons for me many times. But I need from you an honest scouting report over my new young quarterback. As you watch him on tape and you study the film, from a player's perspective, who is this kid and what do you think of him? What's your honest scouting report? I think he's a, a, a very cerebral player. Um, he, he does what he needs to do. He doesn't take the chances. He doesn't try to force throws uh, for the most part. And um, I think he's only thrown one interception up to this point, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, he's taking care of the football. And if you're a rookie quarterback, that's probably one of the most important things that you can do is take care of the football and not put your team behind uh, in a situation where, you know, you turn the ball over and, and minus situation, minus field position, and, you know, possibly give up an easy three points at least. So he's taking care of the football. Um, he's pulling it down and running at times when he has to, but uh, he's making he's making the right um, the right reads and he's getting the football to the guys that he needs to get it to. Uh, all right. Well, last question. I know you got bigger and better things than the Sims and Lefko podcast. <laughs> even though I don't know if you've heard, but this is kind of a big deal. Uh, what about? I, I just like to ask this kind of crap because I, I like football and I like to talk about freaky athletes. You got a lot of freaks on your defense. I know you talked about Xavier Rhodes. Tell me, other than him, like the one guy. I mean, there's Anthony Barr, 6'5", 250, Eric Kendricks. Right, yep. Linville Joseph, Freak. Everson Griffin. Yep. Who was the one guy when you, whether it's game film, practice, you walk on the field, whatever, you were just like, wow, this guy is like a lot freakier than I gave him credit for. Man, we have a lot of those. Yeah, you I know named, you do. You named, you named all of them for sure, but one that uh, you didn't name, who's a young cat, is uh, Daniil Hunter. Oh, I, he, um, yes. He, he, he's a guy that, I mean, you look at him, you know, he's kind of tall, slim. Um, he's put together up top, but the guy has tremendous ability. Uh, his first step is quick. He's got super long arms, and he's very strong. Right. Um, so when we play Carolina, I mean, oh. there are some plays in there that definitely stick out. And, you know, he's, he's a guy that's definitely going to, um, you know, he's, he's already helped this football team, but he's definitely going to help this football team. I, I saw John Gruden was calling you guys Purple Rain. Is that a nickname that's sticking, or do you guys have a separate nickname? Uh, I don't even I don't even think there is a nickname here. But I guess Gruden's uh, calling Prince, it. Prince, Prince is from up here, so exactly. That that's a good one. You know, I I don't I don't mind Purple Rain whatsoever. Purple Rain, Purple Rain, Purple Rain. Oh yeah. Purple. Okay, uh, yeah, you guys, oh, my gosh. Yeah, see what we <laughs> that, do to you? Was... We just suck you in. That's right. We've got to work on the vocals, though, fellas. We've got to work on the I vocals. I know. We'll have a nice little trio going. We'll go around New York, panhandle, make some cash. All right, T. New, good luck, but not too much. No, actually, I'm not wishing you luck. Uh, I hope Carson Wentz goes off. Too uh, late. Yeah, kick some ass, t You know, take three to the house. I'll talk crap to Lefko here for you. Don't worry. I'll take care of that That's part. That's what I'm talking about. I got you. Big 12, baby. Yeah, I know you got my back, brother. I got your back, man. Good luck, man. I'm uh, always rooting for you. All right. Have a great day. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, fellas. Right, see, see you, again. dude. Be good. All right. Bye. See you, man. Yeah, Terrence is a good dude, man. We're same draft class. really broke him down by the end of that. <laughs> yeah, he was, uh, he was singing, man. We could we could break him down. We really could. If we had more time with him, if we had him here in the room, uh, like I said, we were the same draft class. And uh, they have a questionnaire. You questionnaire. Get questionnaire. Is that how you Questionnaires. Say? Questionnaire. Questionnaire. I played for the Buccaneers. Questionnaire might be a guy that asks the questions. Uh, but you got a – I don't know what uh, – I don't know if I was at the Senior Bowl or the Combine, but – I. 
got like an obscure paper where you had to answer a few questions, and one of them was like the best player you played against in your college career. And you went T New. I went T New. I guess Roy this Williams? last year. Well, Roy Williams is a year ahead of me. Okay. So. Yeah, it was in my last year. Who was the best player you played against in the 2002 football season? Mm. And I went Tino. Yeah, he was, he was special, man. He really was. Uh, he had like, you know. I'm when, realizing right now that your draft class, I think I did a Madden season, and I had the college football, and I imported your draft class. And I don't know if I ever drafted you, Chris. Uh, you probably didn't. But I tried to get I tried to get Tino because <laughs> yeah. I remember him in that class. Right. He was he was the man. Uh, he was definitely the best corner out in that class. What was your highest Madden rating? I don't even know. I would never play with myself in Madden. I just was never like that. I didn't want to. I'd uh, so. But uh, I used I to played, play Madden a so lot. So I played Lamar Houston. Lamar Houston came in a Bleach Report today, and I played him in Madden. Right. And I was dude. I was calling timeouts for him. Uh, I was up fourteen nothing, and he quit with thirty seconds. He quit left. in the middle of the on Facebook Live. Oh, if you awesome. go towards the end, he pulls up the pause menu. Defensive guys can't play that and game. And he quit, and I went. I have lost all like all respect for you. Yeah, finish the game. He's living in Chelsea. He is for like the next six months. Yeah. And I was like, dude, we should totally we should hang, hang out. I'm going to try and hang out Lamar Houston. Totes my goats. Totes He's a cool dude. Uh, all you, right, so you, Lamar Houston, and Darrell Rivas. Yeah, it's all going to go to Darrell Rivas together. is yeah, he doesn't want to hang out with me. <laughs> Lamar Houston is the right age where is he Rivas might be like Chelsea too. Yeah. So what's he doing? Like Brandon Marshall, like helicopter into practice every day? I don't know, Chris. I haven't asked him. Damn. Um, are, you went on a rant this week, and this is the official um, what's wrong with Aaron Rodgers week. And I've heard other podcasts talk about it. I see it on TV all the time. I want to throw these things at you, and I want your you know shorter version. Throw them. This is the lowest completion percentage of his starting career. Yes. And I, I don't count the years with Brett Favre. Right. Lowest yards per attempt. Lowest yards per game, lowest quarterback rating. It's also the lowest sack percentage. So it's not like he's getting sacked more. And the last five years, he's thrown between five and eight picks for the whole year, and he already has four. Um, and we talk about this like every week, and I know you don't blame Aaron Rodgers. Is he not playing well compared to years before, and it's the same problems in terms of very basic schemes, uh, slant, flat, combined with wide receivers that can't create separation? Is it the offensive line, or is it he's just not playing that well plus those things? Well, he's not playing like like – God's greatest gift at quarterback. Which is what he was. Which is what he's done for the last eight years. Does he look like he's getting older? No. He's still amazing. Okay. He is still the most physically gifted quarterback in football. There's nobody in the game that can throw like him. And I would argue that other than Tyrod Taylor, Russell Wilson, when he's healthy, there's really nobody else that moves as well as he does either. Still. No, not even in the pocket. Definitely not. Do you think we've just reached a point where – We're a little spoiled by him. But, I mean, do we reach a point now where you and I have said it for two years that the scheme is so basic that people have gotten used to those arguments and now they've moved on to, well, now it's time to blame Aaron. Well, this is the thing I keep hearing. Well – it's got to be Aaron. Jordy Nelson's back in the lineup. Have you? Then you're not really watching football. You're just watching on Sunday because Jordy Nelson can't run by anybody. There's nobody like, oh, we got a double team Jordy Nelson this week. Or I saw a Pro Football Focus response to someone saying, "Look, everyone's covered, but that's what you want against man to man. Fifty-fifty balls. No, you don't. That's not what. 
tell me, did Tom Brady look like he was throwing 50-50 balls? No, last it looked week? like Gronk and Bennett were running wild. Right. So it's that's bull crap. It's just again. How long can Rodgers? First of all, we're this? talking about a guy that's thrown. 10 touchdowns and four interceptions this year. So let's just start there. Yeah, it's for ten, sure. I know, but people are talking like it's 10 interceptions and four touchdowns. Yeah. It's a little ridiculous. Yeah, um, they're talking about him the way they should have been talking about Peyton last wh- year. What else gets blown up, too, and I actually just kind of texted this to my dad because I watched the Cowboys-Packers film uh, this morning. Um, what really actually drives me crazy, too, is people go, well, yeah, he's, you know, he's missed three or four throws. Yeah, did he miss a few throws in that Cowboys game that he usually hits? Yes, but the throws he missed were still such like high. What do I want to say? Just high level, high ta- hard yes. throws, high caliber throws, high caliber throws that really nobody in football would even attempt. Some of them, like running up in the pocket, trying to hit. You know, Randall Cobb, who's forty yards downfield, he ran a corner route, and now he's running up the sideline, and he tried to throw the uh, through a tire hole yes. off his left foot and a laser. So we are we. I think we have firmly identified what we believe is the problem. It is the problem. Now I'm asking you. As we look forward, right. every year they freaking figure it out. Yeah. Now, last year they didn't really figure it out, but he just made some Hail Mary throws against the Detroit and Arizona right. that got them to where they were. Do you see it getting figured out this year? To a degree, I do. I think the offense Do you think they make the playoffs this year with the I, way they're Yes, I going? do. I okay. do think they make the playoffs. Th- listen, I think Thursday night's game against the Bears is going to be scary. The Bears can throw the football right out, and they have three top corners out. And Eddie Lacy's Any, out. Eddie Lacy's out, right. So – their their problem up there and the Bears are I think the people are sleeping on the Bears. I was listening to Simmons podcast and he had the Bears as one of his bottom four teams. I don't think the Bears are in the bottom ten right now. Yeah, I, I probably would say I put them around nineteen or twenty. Yeah, just because the way Hoyer's playing in the defense, right. I think people don't realize. Look, Jacksonville they lost to Jacksonville, but yeah. Jacksonville scored seventeen in the fourth. Right. They had the game. Right, I know. I'm with you. It's just it could be a trap game and it could be scary and people don't realize the Chicago Bears have the second best offense in football, only behind Atlanta. Falcons since Brian Hoyer took over. Man. So those are a lot of things, too, that people don't realize. Well, but I think the other thing that. with Aaron Rodgers I just want to get to, too, yeah. is like people go, yeah, he's missed three or four throws. They get magnified with their team because the three or four throws he misses are like their only chances sometimes of winning or making a big play yeah. or actually scoring where Ben, Big yes. Ben, or Tom, or some of those other guys, they miss a throw. We don't care because the next play, there's three people open and they get a first down and it doesn't really matter. Two names that I wonder, three names that I wonder, can they be bigger parts? Do you expect anything? Ty Montgomery looked better last week. Yes. Devontae Adams is an athlete. And Jared Cook. Can they get guys, those three guys that could create separation more involved? I do think so. I mean, I don't know where Cook's status is right now. Let's forget Cook. He's unreliable. Right. What about Montgomery? Yes. Montgomery is, when I watch the film, I look at him as the only guy I could say, you might be able to throw him a shallow cross or a slant, and, take it and he to could 30. go 60 yards, okay. maybe. Yes, he's the only guy on their team that is capable of doing that. We'll see if he does it on Thursday. Uh, I want to do two quick uh, league-wide things because they're meeting in Houston for the owners meeting right now before we get to guaranteed to lose um, top five quarterbacks and our picks. Uh, one, a lot of talk about Vegas right now. Uh, Goodell did not express any hesitation about playing in Las Vegas at all, as the league now seems unconcerned about the influence of gambling, an issue that had once seen as a serious stumbling block. I argue because the NFL, all they care about is money. 
and they've begun to realize, I think they fought off a little bit the daily fantasy, and now they're looking at these ratings and stuff, and they go, we need money. And But apparently our own Jason Cole tweeted out, Goodell really wants to keep team in Oakland to the point he's working with City separately from the team. It's a very interesting situation right now. It is. Mark Davis is no longer negotiating with Oakland, and Vegas has turned into L.A., the city that is big, that doesn't have a team, that you can threaten to move to, without actually having a, a thing. The stadium that they're proposing looks great, except for one thing. Who the heck wants a football team in Las Vegas? Who wants a football team in Las Vegas? The, Las Vegas is a transient city. I understand that people that live in Vegas will defend Vegas until they die, and they say it's a great city. You know why they say it's a great city? Because they go to their dive bar. The people that live in Vegas like dive bars, and they're just, it's like they're, they're hermits. This is going to come off really offensive. It's really bad. <laughs> they're, like, they're like the strip. No, it's people go to Vegas, they dump on the city, and then they leave. And I just don't see anyone going to the city and going, hey, you want to go to a football game? No, I want to sit in the sports book. Plus, I'm flying out of Vegas on Sunday. I'm yeah, not I don't want to be there. After I, Friday I, and listen, Saturday. I'm I, with you. I, I think don't the whole think, thing is dicey. Like, I think Las Vegas is a, a bad city. Well, it's called Sin City for a reason. And now we're talking about the NFL and all the rules. the NFL rules. selling their soul to we this don't stuff. Want, yeah, we don't want the players to get in trouble, but we're going to put you in Vegas with strip clubs. Joe Thomas had a great point. Hey, don't celebrate. We're going to fine you $15,000, but then we're going to take that video of you celebrating, and we're going to put it on the Internet and the TV, and we're going to put it in commercials. The NFL has lost its soul. Yes. And Roger Goodell, while we applaud him for getting the owner's money, has given up all of the, the shield. We're protecting the shield. Dude, you would sell the shield if people were asking money. You put that crap on eBay. Right. And if they go to Vegas, if they really go to Vegas, and apparently all the owners are coming around now. Yeah, I don't know. Who wants to go to Vegas? I, I don't know either. Like, right. Okay, so now let's say you're, Co- you're Khalil Matt, Or let's just say you're, you know, DeAndre Washington or Michael okay. Crabtree. It's Monday night. You want to go watch Monday night football somewhere. Hey, let's go to the sports book. Oh, okay, great. I'm sure there's some high roller betters there. I just think you're playing with fire. Some guy could go, hey, I'll pay you a million dollars if you fumble in the fourth quarter this week and yes. do something like that. Yes. I, I, I think it's uh, you know who the best analyst. You know what I've realized? The best analysts of the NFL. It's not your dad. It's not Chris Sport- Collinsworth. Boogies. It's freaking Vegas. Yeah. I don't know how they do it. I look at the lines every week. I go, this doesn't make sense. And then Miami beats Pittsburgh. <laughs> they do it every week. They're unbelievable. And you're going to put a team there? You're going to put a team there. Okay. I know. I'm with you, man. Uh, I just want to make one comment about ratings. I think it's interesting. I looked into it. The primetime games, Monday night football, Thursday night football. Do you know what the average margin of victory has been in those games? I did math. 15 Uh, points. Monday night football, it's been an average of 17 points in the wins, all double digits except for this Panthers-Bucks game recently, which we can all admit was sloppy and unenjoyable. Thursday night football has been averaging 13.6 points per game. There's been two games that were single digits. Jets-Bills, which was entertaining but sloppy, and Denver-San Diego, which really was a double-digit San Diego win, except, you know, Denver got some plays at the end. So... Football uh, as a whole is not that entertaining right now. No, and th- to be real, the penalties are a little bit of an issue. Thursday night football's got to go, in my opinion. It's really kind of just drowning the product. You know, like 
it just takes away from the quality of the game. I don't care. It's four days later. As an NFL quarterback, okay, I was the biggest wussy on the field. I would usually be like Wednesday morning would be the first day I would wake up and go, huh, I kind of feel normal today. So the middle linebacker and the nose tackle oh are not feeling normal Wednesday. They're still like, oh, man, my shoulders are still sore from. And, and to that point, think about how many Packers are missing Thursday night's game that might be available for Sunday. Exactly. Think about you've taken three days away from a guy like Bill Belichick against the Houston Texans and his ability to get more creative with You're game plans. You're getting a base game plan yes. that is typically run, run, pass. Right. Because they just got to get the game out of the way. Yes. And I also haven't seen a positive impact on having those extra days for the next no, week. No, only people that like that are the coaches. The coaches love the Thursday game because it's almost like an extra bye weekend for them. They get an extra day or two off, and that's great for them. Yeah. But I think they all also realize that, like, no, it's kind of – it's kind of effed up for the players. All right, you want to do Gar top five quarterbacks? All right, we'll do it quick tonight. All right, number top five quarterbacks brought to you by Chris Sims, sponsored by Chris Sims, with marketing by Chris Sims. No, number marketing by Adam Lefko and his Kabbalah bracelet. Number, so cool. number five, <laughs> presented by Evan Gasses. Number five. Number five. He's not elite, but he was elite last week. He's not a man, but he's manning. He's Eli Manning. You put him in the top five. What? For last week, I do. I mean, there's been a lot of crap on him. He threw for 404 yards, and he made some big throws when he needed to. So uh, he threw for 170. 222 were Beckham, right? Uh, yeah. Yes, 222 were Beckham, <laughs> yes. Uh, but he still hit him on a fourth down. Exactly right. And even the other play, the other long touchdown, it was not the intended play. He sure. bought time, had the the common sense to look across Number the field. Number four. <laughs> Move me on. Uh, I don't like losers on my list, but I pick one every week. This guy went up to the Northwest. He played really well in a tough place to Matt play. Ryan. Matt Ryan. Matt yes. Ryan did play well. Matt, play Matt Ryan's playing really well. He's Proud of him. throwing the ball well, moving well. That was a good performance, and they could have easily won that game. Where do you start the review thing? I don't know. You want to review penalties, pass interference? That's what you guys want to do? Because if you're going to do that, yeah, Julio Jones got pass interference, but he also threw a left hook to Richard Sherman's head at the start of the play as a head slap, and it was the only reason he was open. So mm -hmm. I could show you the play on film right now if you want to do it live and watch you it. You cannot. But I believe you. Make, right. I I don't, you cannot make penal, pass interference review. It's, it's where are you going to end it? Oh, he called pass interference. Well, actually. The, the answer is to have more refs on the field. That's what I thought about. When you told me during the week it was great positioning. There was yeah. a guy behind him, a guy in front of him. Why is there not just another guy there? Yeah, you're right. Get a referee that's athletic, that isn't 65, that can move, adjust the play, and stand there. Hey, Mike Barrera, ex-football player. Hey, good you. to see you, number three. <laughs> number three, he's Dak Guy who went up to uh, Wisconsin and ate all the cheese. His name is Dak Prescott. Hey, he's lactose tolerant. Hey. He ate all that cheese well. Moving on to number two. Yeah, he was really good, and it was a great game plan by uh, Linehan. I was really Why? impressed. Uh, just the way he started the game out. He kind of used the run game as a decoy. You know, the other thing they have so awesome, the little quick play action passes, they're really good at them. So it's like quick play action, quick Quick slant. play action, fullback right up the middle, Ezekiel Elliott right up the middle. The linebackers are like, oh my gosh, here comes the Dallas run game. Oh, wait, Ezekiel Elliott just ran out in the flat and got a 10-yard gain because uh, I was worried about stopping the run. Yeah, they mess with them early. They All right, do. number two. Uh, man, this guy is freaking baller right now. Nobody's talking about him right now. His team's only 3 and 3. 
Um, you gonna say Case Keenum? No. <laughs> Are you gonna say Matt Stafford? Thank you. Yes. yes, Matt Stafford is doing it without a run game. I have my fantasy team, and I didn't play in the last two weeks. Man, the guy and is I'm throwing. Playing them every I got him too. Freaking yeah. laser beams and all looks over in the shape. field. All right, well that means number one. Oh, if you want to go to your homecoming, you go to New England. Oh hey. wait, it's Foxborough. <laughs> it's Foxborough. <laughs> it's Tom. TV12. He was amazing. Uh, uh, so I mean, they were open. But he was also really good. Tom is throwing the ball as good now as he was in 2007. I, I know people think I'm a Tom hater. I don't really care anymore. But, like, Tom went through a period in, like, 2010, 2011, even 2012 when I was there where he really struggled throwing the football. I know his numbers were amazing. The team was amazing. And he was. that's when they became this dink and dunk offense. Yes. Right now – Tom Brady is a really good thrower of the football. I did the hidden truth about how he's changed his motion. And I'm telling you, that's what it is. He has become such a more just uh, – Effortless? Thank you. Natural. Natural, effortless Uh, thrower. I I guess my only issue on your list is I would think about – Putting maybe Drew Brees over Eli. I did think about Drew, but I mean Carolina. I feel like you, we could put the you at quarterback stinks. and you throw over three hundred against Carolina right now. Uh, and there was Alex uh, Smith. He usually finishes that with maybe not. And I would say I think I'm waiting for Tyrod Taylor to crack your list. I Tyrod, he'll I tell you that. he suggested it. He was close because it's the quality, the statistics. Tyrod great. Taylor has the Russell Wilson, Tony Romo, Aaron Rodgers ability to demoralize a defense on a third and long. Yes. His ability to extend the play and then hit Clay in the middle or a good one on the outside. Right. I just watch the defense all the time, and it's like, ugh. And he's just – there is no one better at being in a standstill and a guy coming right at him and disappears. Oh, right, I know. He just, like, oh. he lures them in. Get a step away from me, and then That's I'm going to make you And then he's gone. All right, so those are the top five quarterbacks now guaranteed to lose. Oh. <laughs> It's our favorite. It's our. Let's start out with the old regular. Mistake Cleveland. by the lake. Yeah. Hey. Mistake by the lake. You won the NBA Finals. You might win the World Series, but you ain't going to win this weekend. No, no. No, it's the Bengals. Did They're you realize that off. Hugh Jackson was down uh, two scores, and when he was down um, – he was down nine, and instead of going down eight with an extra point, he went for two down nine. I I remember actually kind of seeing. I know you only go for two at the last moment. Thank you. You make the team continue make the to game play, longer. keep it a one score game, and you keep the pressure on that team yeah. and make them continue All right, to so play. So they are currently. I'm just looking at this. They are a ten point underdog to Cincinnati. Yeah, Cincinnati played good in that New England game. I they know. actually played a really perfect. Goes game back to what we talked about on Monday. Safety. Cincinnati has played four division, lost to four division winners. Yes. All right. Next. <laughs> Oh, 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 Saints are going to lose. Wait, what? Saints are going to lose an arrowhead. Oh. Arrowhead, the Chiefs, that's what they do too. It's like, not just I Florida w- State. I was like, the Atlanta Braves? Yes. No. Like, what are you talking yes. about? Yes. <laughs> they do that there at Arrowhead as well. Uh, Saints are going to lose it at, at Kansas City. They are. Kansas City, again, I. Uh, th- Kansas get City has the dreaded minus six and a half at home, which Ooh. which is usually like Vegas. This is what Cohen told me: when you're two and a half or six and a half at home, it means Vegas doesn't like you that much. Oh, uh, Justin well, Houston back this week. He's practicing, he's but practicing. he's not playing. They okay. just want to see what he can do. The big thing I would say: with they're the, going to run all over New Orleans. They're going to run all over New Orleans. Plays a lot of soft zones, and that's perfect for Alex Smith, Charlie Checkdown. He's going to yes. pick them apart. Yes. And Kansas City has. 
of course, a good defensive line. Yeah, they lack Justin Houston in the pass rush, but they got a lot of good secondary players. It's outside. Drew Brees doesn't usually do great Very in that kind of element. So I'm going I might K be betting money. I'm going KC there. One more team oh. guaranteed to lose. Oh, your quarterback's gone, and your defense stinks. Quarterback's gone. Defense stinks. Pittsburgh is going to lose. Going to lose. Can you keep it within 20? I don't know. I would say no. Don't, I would say no. Don't we normally go black and yellow when Pittsburgh is? Black and yellow. Black and yellow. <laughs> going to lose. Going to lose. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're going to lose, man. I don't know. See how they can stop the, I don't know, maybe the hardest offense to defend I've ever seen in my life. All right, let me just, I want to ask these because I think of our Thursday show we can do a little look at before we get to our game picks. Um, and I know we can incorporate them. Um, Buffalo minus three at Miami. Buffalo, my, I think it's scary. Miami, you th you think their offensive line's coming together? I think their offensive line's coming together. I think their defensive line can cause enough havoc. What do you think the line is for Oakland at Jacksonville? Oakland at Jacksonville. I think this will be a really close game. You think so? I do. And I think, I think Oakland's favored by one. Jacksonville's favored by one. I'm not shocked. Why? Um, because I think, I think Jacksonville's defense is better than people give it credit it's for. It's the best defense Oakland's played this year. Interesting. Yes. And Oakland's defense is such trash that you got to expect some of that offense to get going for Blake right. Bortles. Exactly right. But it is Blake. I know. But I am. I, uh, uh, are we picking that game? I'm picking Jacksonville to win that game. Good for you. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. And then uh, the only other one that I know that we're not going to talk on. Oh, two more. San Diego at Atlanta. Atlanta's favored by six and a half. Scary game, too. Super scary, scary. game. It's a scary game. It's a trap game. You came off a, a loss where you really feel like we won, but we got screwed by yes. the refs. We've been on the road for the last and 10 days. And I'd argue that this might be the best offense that Atlanta has faced. I, yes, I agree. And Phillip Rivers, against again, a defense that he knows what they're going to be in all the time. Yeah, was that a yawn? He's I mean, freaking yawning. I mean, if yeah, we're boring you. Because none of you have ever yawned during a podcast. Please. I don't think I have, actually. I don't know. Yes. Why don't you do this? Gosh, now people out there are yawning. But uh, two I more. think Atlanta wins that game, but it's close. Tampa at San Francisco. What do you think the line is? Tampa by three. Two. Wow. Well, I I mean. Colin Kaepernick, according to Stephon Gilmore, can't throw. Uh, and then Seattle at Arizona. Uh, what's the line? Yeah. I got to think it's Arizona by three. Two. Okay. That makes sense to you? It, it does. It does make sense to me. I don't know. I mean, why? I don't know if I really had that faith in Arizona. I think Arizona's got it going a little. I think they're Ooh. back on track. Well, David Johnson. David Johnson. Holy moly. I think, you know, just the I'd stay away success from in the passing game a little. Uh, other thing that people aren't really talking about with Arizona is their defense has been playing really well. Okay. Uh, they're, I, I think they're statistically Arizona's like number seven or eight in football in defense. Houston at Denver. Woo, that, I'm really excited for this game. Um, we already we're, we were gonna pick this game. All right, let's pick the games. All right, Fedrick, where are we at? No, I'm just I'm doing this for my own betting. Oh, stuff. okay, good. Yeah. Uh, all right, New England. Dude, people out there, I know New a lot England of my friends are listening. Go, New I England like to hear Pittsburgh. This. We don't need to pick. You guys are both going New England. I correct? mean, come on. All right. right. Well, actually, the recap from last yes, week, Sims. You. Right now, you're 11 and 20. Left go. <laughs> you're left go. You're 15 and 16. Sims. Last week, you went one and four. Lefko, you went two. What and three. were the games? You need to say it because then the games can you, are crazy. Can you crazy. let me do my job over here? I'm going to recap. Well, you the forgot games. to do this. I'm going to recap all the right, games here. All right. Cincinnati at Dallas. You guys both picked Cincinnati. That was uh, two that weeks was last ago. Week. Baltimore. This at is New why York. you can't do Baltimore it. Baltimore at New York. You guys both picked Baltimore. And you I were switched both wrong. to New York. Philadelphia at Washington. You guys both picked Philadelphia. You were wrong. 
Dallas at Green Bay. You guys both picked Green Bay. You were wrong. Right. Atlanta Jeez. at Seattle. You guys both picked Seattle. You were correct. I almost lost that Kansas, one, too. Kansas City at Oakland. Sims, you picked Oakland. Lefko, you picked Kansas City. That's how we end up with Sims at 11-20 and Lefko at 15 and 16. God bless Andy Reid after a bye. Oof. I need to look at how Andy Reid is. That was a good is. game to watch. It was a good game. Yeah. I need to look back at how Andy Reid is the week after the, the week after week. the bye. Because <laughs> right. if he's got a trend there, I'm sticking to that. Second game, <laughs> Buffalo at Miami. I mean, I'm taking Buffalo. You are. Yeah. I think it's going to be a close game, though. I do. I do. Who did I, I take? You took Buffalo. I take Buffalo, but I will say this to people out there. Let's watch the little show. Miami's a little scary. Miami's always a scary place to go play a game because guys walk out of their hotel on a Saturday night after meetings. And they Especially go, if you're from Bu- oh, Buffalo's won four in a row. Buffalo's won four in a row. Yes. I'm going to switch. Sure. You're go with Miami? I'm going to go with Miami. Let's make this a little bit more interesting. Okay. I'm going to come back this year anyway. Houston at Denver. Denver. I thought we said we were going to pick uh, like all games this year. but No, nah, okay. we didn't say that. Yeah, we did. Before the year, we said we were going to pick all games. Yo, yo, I'm going back to Buffalo. Sorry. <laughs> I just forgot about Rashad Jones. Like I, That secondary already stinks. Yeah. I'm going Buffalo. Houston at Denver, Sims. I'm taking Denver. I can't wait for this game, though. I think this is going to be like a physical bloodbath. So let me ask you, Brock Osweiler going back to Denver after all the bullcrap. They're going to try to kill him. That's what they're saying. I, you know, I, I just did my picks in the other room, and they were. That's what I said. That and the the guy that was helping me out goes. They've actually come out this week and said they're, like, they're going yeah, to. Yeah, Brandon Marshall's him. been like, we want to kill him. Yeah, they're going to be mad because they look at it like he left them, uh, and Denver's going to be. Mighty pissed off with 11 days of rest because it's a Monday night game, right? And the uh, San Diego Chargers right, lost. Right, so they're going to be pissed off. That's two in a row they've lost. Yeah, well, it's um, and their defense was awesome in the San Diego game. Other than the first drive, yeah, they were awesome. Yeah, Minnesota at Philadelphia. Minnesota. <laughs> You're going to do Philly? No, I'm picking Minnesota. <laughs> I just thought you would pick Philly, maybe. No, man, Minnesota. Until I see a real weakness they are one of they are like new england a super stable team right now yeah and i do not mess with super stable man teams. 11 and 20 Oof. i've had a bad stretch of picks yeah you so. went uh one and four last week two and three the week before just everybody out there five the listen week to my that. analysis and then pick your own team that's what i hate about picks because i could be like i could tell you about the giants ravens and be spot on about every point exactly and i picked the, yeah. pick the ravens to win by one and the Giants win by one. They go, oh, he's an idiot. You don't know what he's talking about. Like, I actually explained the game how it would go exactly. I just thought the Ravens. To would your win. point the about knowledge picking games, right. uh, someone I believe told us that the number one picker right now out of all the quoted experts is a porn star. Oh, yeah, Amaya Khalifa. Yeah. Right. So, she, I like her. Great. Yeah. Uh, and did we have one more? Yeah, we got one more game. You know Seattle at Arizona. I've, I've um, heard of her work. Seattle at Arizona. I'm going Arizona. You are. I am. And I will go Seattle. Okay. Cool. How come, guys? I think, first of all, with Russell Wilson still not being able to run, Arizona's defense, like I said, is better than people realize. Golden uh, on the outside, Chandler Jones. I think they're going to be able to contain Russell Wilson. I don't think they're going to be able to run on Arizona. I think, of course, the secondary for Arizona, Matthew kind of getting close to back to 100%, Marcus Cooper. And I do think that – First of all, I thought the offensive linemen for Arizona that came in for IU Potty and Evan Mathis were actually better than IU Potty and Evan Mathis. Who was it? Watford and some white guy that I can't remember his name right now. Um, but let's just call him some white guy right I now. I like that. Yep. 
But some white guy, Watford and A.Q. Shipley, uh, were very good. And you saw, like, on the pull play that got David Johnson to spring him for the long run, that was that white guy on the left there pulling and making a play. Um, but regardless, too, I, I think – I think Bruce Arians, I think he's one of the five best head coaches in football. Because Pete Carroll's not. Pete Carroll's definitely not. No, no, he five. is. I'm just saying I think he's got okay. his team going <laughs> right. again. He's motivated. He's Don't pushed the right shot. buttons. Pete Carroll, is, Pete, Pete Carroll is one of the top five. Yeah, I think uh, Pete Carroll's. I mean, he's arguably one of the greatest coaches of all time. I just, I don't feel like jumping on that Arizona up and down bandwagon again. Like they are just, they're a team that is for the last two years been very up and down. And I look at Seattle and I go, I think they're a top five team in the NFL. And I'm just kind of looking at it and I go, which quarterback's more likely to throw a pick? I think Carson Palmer. Uh, but I will say that David Johnson versus that Seattle defense is going to be extremely fun to watch. And I will say that for the first time this year, we have a Sunday night game and a Monday night game that has really good storylines and really good talent. David Johnson, the best running back in football? Yes. I think he's better than Le'Veon Bell right now. What about LaShawn McCoy? Ooh. Yeah, I know. He's, he's no. I would still take David Johnson. Yeah. I would say I would say the thing that I like about David Johnson versus Lashawn McCoy, they both can break out a fifty-yard run. Yeah, but David Johnson rarely takes negative, while Lashawn McCoy, he has to take negative to get the positive because that's his running style. Definitely. But I think David Johnson has better hands, um, and I think physically, David Johnson is a true specimen. He is a specimen. Um, I feel bad for Todd Gurley wasting away in oh. Los Angeles. Holy cow. Uh, only on the Sims and Lefko podcast will you get ten. Will you get top five quarterbacks guaranteed to lose? We'll pick the games. We'll talk about betting, and Terrence Newman will sing Prince. Post game locker room. Hey, good game out there today, guys. We did good. I like it. It's what we build on right here. We build on this as a team. Uh, okay. Yeah, coach. Tell it. Come tomorrow, we watch the film. Yes. And we move on to next week, and it's move over. On. It's behind it's us. It's over, and we go Celebrate to eighty-six. We go to 86 because that's the next podcast. Nice. Let's did, break down. Win on three. One, two, three. Win. win. Okay, that was a, better. Did you do a lot of talking in front of the team? No. no. First of all, I was really excited for you to say see you on Wednesday. I thought you were going to give us Tuesday off. I thought we killed it. Ah, nah. I'm Bill Belichick. Get your ass in here and work. <laughs> all right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Please subscribe on iTunes. Leave a review. Share it with your friends. Tell them how, how crazy and fun we are. Uh, and as always, hit us up on Twitter at Simpson Lefko. Josh Frederick sits there alone on the toilet and reads it and giggles. We'll see you guys later. <laughs> Have a good night. Peace out, always.